Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, aha. Simpson. <laughs> that's a terrible name, Jessica Simpson. But um, that's my monster name. We can do this. We're monsters, obviously. Well, I'm Igor. Why did you have to give me that name? <laughs> now I have to talk like this. You're welcome. So our teacher's been trying to teach us to scare. And we need to we need to graduate. The only way to graduate is to be a big scare. I have an idea, Eagle. I'm excited. See in the paper here? Yes. Uh, there was a major death of two scientists. Scientist Trevor, scientist Johnny. Let's go to the funeral and scare all the people there. <laughs> Try to mourn those poor fools. A funeral for a duly renowned scientist. It'll be huge. It'll be packed. So many people to scare, and our teacher will love us. <laughs> Let's go. This is us going, because this is an audio podcast. I need to say that we're walking. Shut the car door behind you. Don't be a slob. I can't believe we drove here. <laughs> uh, well, this is the place. Let's go in. Opening the door. Okay, as soon as I do, let's just... You make monster noises as soon as I open the door to scare the people. Okay, I'm ready. I'm gonna count us to three, two, one. Here we go. Ah! Hey, where is everybody? There's nobody here. Nobody showed up for their funeral? Not a single soul. The poor fools. It's empty. All I see is these business cards. What's on this business card right here? It says it's a podcast. Ah, something else no one cares about. That's exactly right. What? Well, what's it say? It says, Retro Bliss. Hello, everyone, woman, man, child, and monster, and Dracula alike. Thank you for joining us during Retro Scare Month on this, a brand new episode of Retro Blist. I am one of your hosts, uh, the the tired and just trying to get through this episode of uh, Johnny Townsend. And with me, as always, is my bestish, bestish pal, who is also tired and just trying to get through this. And his name, of course, is Jessica Simpson. I'm also known as Trevor Franklin and Igor. I try to think of a random celebrity that nobody talks about anymore. I think I did a good job. You just randomly named me Igor, so I felt like I had to do that voice the whole time. What's sad was, I don't think Igor sounds like that, but It works for whatever. me. There's so many Igors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, Retro Scare Month. We've already covered Ghost and Goblins and uh, Gremlins, Gremlins 2. 2. And, of Super course, cool two very good games. Yeah. 
for sure. Do you think we're going to continue that trend, Trevor? I don't think we're going to let that out of the bag. Okay, good point. Let's not just say it right off the bat. But let's tell the people, the kids, the ladies, uh, the gentlemen, the monsters, the Igors, the Jessica Simpsons, what game did we play today? We played, ah, Real Monsters. Oh, I thought you stepped on something. I did. Uh, for the Sega Genesis, there was also a Super Nintendo version. I think they're really similar. This came out in 1995 from Real Time Associates, published by Viacom New Media. Real Time Associates is a really boring name. <laughs> so is Viacom New Media. Well, Viacom, I've heard of at least, because they own like a lot of your major channels. Right. It just makes it sound like this yeah. was made by Viacom Suits. Viacom exists because, <laughs> spoiler alert, ah, Real Monsters was a Nickelodeon's cartoon, and Nickelodeon's, oh. I believe, is Viacom owned. That makes complete sense. Yeah. So, that's how smart I am. I know all that stuff. Sweet. But I don't know how to woo a woman. Now, Trevor, let's talk about what everybody wants to hear us talk about. And that is, of course, do you, Trevor Franklin, believe in monsters? Uh, Last week you asked me if I believe in ghosts. And uh-huh. I gave you a long, weird story. Yep, so let's do that again. Monster story, go. The only... I do have an alien story that's generally creepy, but maybe they're monsters. We'll save that for aliens. Okay. That's a different thing. So the only like monster experience I remember having was as a kid, and this is going to make a boring story, but I still remember it very clearly. I remember walking into my, it was my brother's bedroom, but his bedroom was like, it used to be a front porch and it was converted into a bedroom. I just went there to grab something, uh, and it was it was dark outside, it was nighttime, and I just remember this awful, awful sound, like a growl, howl, and then, at least in my mind, something smacked its face against the window, like, as it happened. <laughs> And I don't know if I made part of it up, but I just remember being so terrified I couldn't turn around and run. So I was just staring at the window. I didn't want to see what was at the window, but I actually was frozen solid and I couldn't turn around. And I really did. It was probably a bobcat or something, honestly, because they make some horrible sounds. And we do have bobcats in this area. Yeah, we do. So, but I just remember thinking I just heard a monster. (laughs) That's about my only experience. Was it you that was with me when I was driving around late at night? Kind of near your parents' house. Oh. And there was a cornfield. Yes. Okay, I'm going to put this in the monster category. This is genuine creep fest. <laughs> yes. It wasn't a monster, but it was still incredibly oh, scary yeah. and creepy, and it might as well have been. Uh, we live out in the country. Like, yeah. let's, let's The boondocks. The moondocks, I guess, best way to put it. A lot of country roads. Um, And we were just driving around. It had to be after midnight, I think. Yeah, we were. I don't know. We're in bed by 9.30 now, but back then, yes. we're driving around at midnight. Yeah, so you know this was years ago when we yeah. were uh, young adults, not now just old, sad, lonely adults. Yeah. And there's a lot of cornfields in this area. Yeah. And we were driving around on this one country road. It was dark. There was no, there wasn't any houses around for a while, if I'm remembering right. And there's a humongous cornfield on both sides of the road. And as we were driving, I thought I saw something step out of the cornfield. Mm-hmm. And then you noticed it too. And mm-hmm. it was just some man just stepping out of the cornfield after midnight and just stared at us as we drove by. With no shirt on. With no shirt on. Yep. Yeah. So. He had a blank look on his face. Yep. He didn't wave or anything. He, nope. If I remember right, he had like overalls on with the... The top part was down, so he had no shirt. Yeah. And he just stepped out of the cornfield and looked at us as we drove by. Yeah. Yeah, at like that was 12 a monster. o'clock in the morning. That was a monster. That yes, was we, weird. Yeah. So, that uh, was a skin changer, probably. Yeah. Some poor farmer. Yeah. <laughs> Used to be a farmer. It's the children oh. of the corn. 
Here we go. Trevor. Ah, uh, Real Monsters. Yeah. The cartoon, if I, remember, if I remember right, if I remember, remember right, uh-huh. it was fairly popular. I've yeah. seen it. Quite a few episodes of it. I was more of a Doug and a Rocco's Morning Life mm-hmm. guy when it came to Nickelodeon cartoons, but I did watch some of this one. What say you? Did you I, watch it? I guess I was kind of in the same boat because I have very specific memories of all three characters. Uh, is it Ickis, Ablina, and Crumb? Yes. I'd write that down. I didn't remember I did that. too. Literally right there. Um, I very specifically remember their characters. I think I even had like some Happy Meal toys from a certain fast food <laughs> chain. Um, but I don't remember much about the show at all. So I must have just caught episodes here and there. I can't honestly say I was a huge fan because... Like with the Ninja Turtles, I remember specific things. With yeah. this show, I just remember the characters, really. Yeah, same here. But I remember thinking they were wacky and, and kind of cool because of that. Yeah, they have very distinct character designs. Yeah. Which really made this show stand out to me. It's, But like you said, I remember more of the characters than I could remember any episode of it. Uh-huh. Or any of their things. I just remember they were trying to learn to be monsters. This was before Monsters, Inc. So it was like, this is kind of a similar, uh, like story really if you think mm-hmm. about it or plot that's the word i was trying to think <clears> of and failed to do so until just now right so that's the gist of the show they were uh-huh. they were young monsters trying to learn to be adult monsters i guess this way to put it and they were going to school uh, monster school yeah so they're le- trying to learn how to scare people exactly so our skit our skit by the way let's not gloss over the elephant in the room okay yeah let's just go ahead and say it uh scientist johnny scientist trevor have died many times yes but as you might have noticed from the skit this last death has stuck that's right. We've decided, uh, after a long discussion, if you would have seen our text messages back and <laughs> forth, uh, that we're going to retire those two characters for real for a good a good while, if, if not ever, <laughs> because I can't take criticism. So, <laughs> so they're retired officially. Let, let me just go on the record saying I never wanted to retire those characters, but I did. It. I only said let's come up with a new way to kill them besides monsters <laughs> eating them. <laughs> And, and it said, just never worked when we tried to do something different. I know. Like, it always ended up being like, they get eaten by monsters. So now we got to be more creative with their openings. And there's no more scientists for at least the foreseeable future. Uh, the other elephant in the room, of course, is our Patreon. Is that an elephant? <laughs> That's a happy elephant. Yeah. Let's go so, yeah. get the Patreon out of the way. Uh, we recently started one of those. Uh, because why not start it on episode 70 yeah. or whatever? Because that's what we do. Uh, and we've already got some patrons or yeah. patreons. In full disclosure, patrons? patrons. I think okay. is the word. All right. Uh, full disclosure: we are recording this episode a bit more ahead of time than usual because we're trying to get one episode in the bank. Yeah, Trevor has to go on vacation. Yeah. I mean, geez. So you have to have something to justify my pitiful existence. <laughs> so we do currently have three patrons, uh, including one new one I want to announce. But first, uh, Caleb Dixon. You gotta, you gotta say it differently. Well, I was, was going to say he's the man. Is that not good enough? No, I man, I want you to, like... Caleb Dixon! That was horrible. But it was kind of monster-like. Okay. It kind of fits the month. I liked it. All right, go on. Air hug to Mr. D- uh, Caleb Dixon. Um, and then, of course, uh, the name I can never quite pronounce. Okay. I've heard people tell me it's just Michael Thompson. That doesn't sound right. But I think it's Mikhail Thompson. Ouch. I think I cleared my throat. That's good. Um... And also, <laughs> the guy who I accidentally called out, yes. uh, Andrew Coed. Yeah. You or Coed. The, the guy that we guilted into doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Andrew Coed, welcome to the party. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let Johnny say your name in however manner he chooses. 
Andrew, go away. Uh, we'll give you a full refund for that. Sorry. It was like a woman. You can record that and pretend like people are screaming your name, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> he probably already has that. That's what I do when my, my phone rings. It just says, Johnny, come to the phone. Oh, he can't. He's with me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, already, we're not going to belabor this for long, but there's different tiers. And if you yep. donate $5 or more, you can vote. Any game you want to will be thrown into a hat, and we'll do our best to cover it. Now, I'm not talking about we're going to give you choices. I mean, you can name any game you want to that could be classified as retro, and we'll do our best to cover it. Now, there might be times we have to ask you to make another pick, but I just want to give so far, uh, all of our uh, patrons have given out choices, and I want to shout some of those out. Uh, Andrew Coed would like us to cover Solomon's Key. No. Michael Thompson. Sorry, the Hompelusen. Would like us to cover Alex Kidd and Miracle World for the Master System. And Caleb Dixon mentioned The Simpsons, Bartman Meets Radioactive Man for the Which we haven't done a Simpsons game yet, so maybe that'll be the first one we do. Well, it's going to be random. Oh, yeah. Of all the voters. That's what I said, maybe. Yep. (laughs) See? I put the word in there, right? I win. (laughs) I'm going to continue the podcast because I love myself. Good idea. Here we go. Now, now that we've did that, Trevor, our real monsters... For the Sega Genesis uh, by Viacom and that other really boring name you said before. Real-time like, associates. Oh, I thought it was like going to the office for the day, associates. And <laughs> let's get to it, Trevor. This game, based on a, a TV show, a, mm-hmm. a cartoon, a fairly popular cartoon, during the 90s, means I give it a 50-50 shot of being good. Right, because it is technically a licensed game, but it's licensed on a popular cartoon, so... It kind of should work as a game, maybe. And Gremlins 2 was licensed on a movie, oh, and it yeah. was way, way better than I thought it was going to be. Go back and listen to the episode if you skipped it. I mean, this is spoilers if you missed that episode. But Gremlins 2, yeah, like, that's the biggest review either one of us has given a game in a long time. Yeah. Well, definitely since Donkey Kong Country, <laughs> which I'll mention every episode if I can. <laughs> Seems like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. it's... So, my hopes were up for this. Yeah. All right, we turned the game on. We started playing, and the first thing... As one you, does. As one does. <laughs> and let's talk about, I guess, the graphics first. Because this is supposed to look like the cartoon, so this is one of the most yeah. important aspects, probably. And I would say that this game, graphically, hits that mark pretty well. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think All Real Monsters was ever supposed to be a beautiful-looking cartoon. I mean, it takes place in the, in the dump, literally. Right. Yeah. But I think they did a really good job capturing the look of the cartoon. Yeah, I think they did, too. It's, uh, I think, especially for... In the nineties, when it came out, it could have it could have fooled some people who were maybe just walking by the screen and yeah. saw it moving. So the graphics are pretty solid, I think. I think so. Like the the backgrounds themselves aren't always to my liking, but I think they're faithful to the show. Yeah. Like I thought some of the locations could have been a little more interesting, but again, I think for the show it's based on it works really well. I thought the colors popped really well. It was really colorful. Um, the main characters looked great. I think the most impressive thing to me was the way the characters animate. Yeah. Yes. All three main characters, which we'll discuss how that works in the gameplay, but all three characters, Ickis, Sabrina, and Crumb, really animate super well. But this is a 1995 Genesis game, so they really had a lot of, of, of time to figure out the system by now. But they really do. The, the, the way they, uh, like you can power, how do you word it? You can team up. And, like, they can climb on top of each other and stuff. Yeah, there's different team-up moves. And it's just pretty impressive animation. It almost reminded me of, like, uh, the Prince of Persia or some of those kinds of games yeah. where the character's really animated. Yeah. Uh, they could have phoned this in when it mm-hmm. comes to graphically, but I think that they chose to do the, uh, 
the latter and actually put some work into it. And it shows. I mean, this is a later Genesis game. Yeah. But it looks pretty good, so. I'll say for me, for 95, it's not one of my favorite looking Genesis games. But I don't know what they should have done differently. I think it's just the aesthetic isn't my favorite. Right. Because it's cartoony, but not like intentionally good looking cartoony because the show wasn't really. Yeah. If it's the show perfectly, which right. is what you would want to do if you're making right. a video game on the show. So, That's what they should have done. Which is a compliment. Yep. They could have got away wrong and they did not. So, Trevor, let's talk about the game. Well, you want to talk about the music and the sound first? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's get that out of the this way. This is going to be quick. I think. Yeah, it, it was It was just average at best. Man, That's the only word I wrote down yeah. for music. It's, I don't know. Just, you know what it is? It was lacking. For this Retro Scare Month, the two games we covered before this had oh. some awesome music. Oh, yeah. And I think just... It might not even be fair, but the comparison It is, is fair, because that was an 8-bit game. This one has a... Well, they, well this one's software. nowhere near as good as those. No, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Ghosts and Goblins and Gremlins 2, excellent 8-bit music. Yes. The Genesis wasn't the most amazing sound chip ever, but it was more powerful than the NES sound chip. And it was capable of good music, though. I mean, Sonic oh, for sure, games. obviously, yeah. But this was... I didn't think this was... This was lackluster. It was just... Yeah, like they... Here's what I was thinking while I was playing it. Music should make you want to play the game more. It should make you want to keep going. Yes. The music in this game was just kind of like, uh, the music didn't care. It's like, it don't care yeah. if you keep playing or not. Does that make sense? Now, in all fairness, I, I don't remember what the music from the actual show sounds like. Yeah. So maybe it fit that, to be fair. But I don't know. I just know, listening to this with fresh ears, mm-hmm. I just, it didn't grab me like the other two have. No, and... It, it it almost sounded to me like if I didn't know better that like you think and you, you played like it. a I don't know better about many things if you played like an emulation of a game and the emulation just wasn't good and the music was just kind of off yeah and maybe kind of muddled but we were playing on a real Genesis with real the real cartridge on an old tube TV so there's no excuses right the music just was kind of blah yeah but I don't want to be too harsh it's not it's kind of my least favorite kind of music Genesis music though because it's not like the the Genesis Gems free shout out. They like to talk about the cats, the cat um, dying sounds like from Road Rash and games like that, like the guitar squeals. Yeah, which is kind of so bad it's good. Or the really great music. This is kind of neither. It's just kind of no man's land. Just kind of there. Yeah. But yeah, enough about that. Okay. Well, let's get into the gameplay. This is a would you call this an action platformer? Yeah. A lot of platforming in this. Uh, it's uh, the main thing. It's a one-player game, despite there being three characters. Let's go ahead and say that. You kind of control all three characters at once. Uh, you can switch between the characters. Whoever's in in the lead will have different team-up moves with the other two, mm-hmm. which you have to use to get to different areas. It's kind of got a little bit of light puzzle, uh, puzzle solving in it mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Uh, um, what am I leaving out when it comes to this? The objective of every level is usually to collect some trash. Yeah. Certain, pieces, usually... of, certain pieces of trash and to yeah. scare certain people. Right. Yeah. I'll be honest. I never quite got the objectives because it seems like it kind of almost automatically happens. Like, I don't remember ever going through a level and not just the piece of trash not just being obvious. Yeah. Or the person you're supposed to scare not just being obvious. The... Which is fine, but I thought the objectives were almost not needed. Yeah, they should just have like a go from point A to point B. Yeah, it just it's fun. trying to be more than your Mario. Yeah, go from left to right. Which I don't but. blame it for the trying right. something, but it just the objective just, didn't add anything yeah, to it. It didn't. But you do. Um, do you remember exactly how the? I think I can figure it out. The the characters. <laughs> <laughs> this not just because I'm forgetful, 
the characters do each have their own ability. Yes. Because you have three characters and you can switch between them. But I'm having a hard time remembering which was which because, to be honest, the difference to me wasn't huge. But all three characters can throw trash. Yes. And I don't think there's any difference there, was there? No. That was a that was just like a normal attack right. button. They can all jump, but I guess the smaller character is Ickus. Is he the little one? Yeah. yeah. He's one of the weird, the crazy long ears, but he's yeah. small. He's small, so he can get through tighter spaces yeah. without getting hit. Yeah. Uh, the taller one, the, what was Ablina. her Ablina. Looks kind of like a... Uh, she a tapeworm. Um, which, yeah, but she looks like an umbrella handle yeah. almost. Uh, she can get to, uh, get to tougher to reach places. Yeah. And Crum, who's the guy who holds his eyeballs... Uh, can throw his eyeballs out somewhere to look, which to me is a yeah. sign of a game that knows it's not great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you, if I need that to look ahead so I know where I'm going to fall, that means it's there's probably some cheapness involved here. Yeah, because it's not <laughs> like Sonic where if you hold down you can look down half a screen. This right. lets you look through almost Literally, the whole yeah. level. Yeah, it's a major difference. A, yeah. While you're mentioning that, and I, I don't mean to get into review territory. <laughs> that's what we're doing I guess what we're doing yeah. <laughs> again I gotta say it we said the same thing in the Bubsy games whenever a platformer lets you take like a bunch of hits before you die it's actually usually a bad sign yeah I know we complain about difficulty a lot but take Ghost and Goblins we we were a little hard on that game because it was over the top difficulty but you get like two hits yep and you're dead and there's a lot of quality to the gameplay this game, you get a lot more than two hits, but it's because it's just a little bit loose, I think, with the gameplay. Like, the enemies are a little... I don't know. Instead of cleverly placed enemies and clever jumps, there's just a lot of stuff happening. Like in the Bubsy games, yeah. like in the Beauty and the Beast game. Not that bad, by any means. Not as bad as either of those. I don't know. I found well, out well, I whenever, think... yeah, you get a lot of hits, it's usually a bad sign. I, I agree with you, but I will say... I understand why you brought up Bubsy... That's kind of harsh. <laughs> but that's a harsh example. <laughs> yeah. Just because I, I do feel this game is better than Bubsy. I don't remember exactly what we gave both the games. The game's a billion times better than Bubsy 3D. Oh, yeah. yeah. Several times better than Bubsy 2. Yes. But if you'll remember, I might be crazy, but I kind of enjoyed the first Bubsy. It's better than the other two, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's what I'm talking about. Well... Uh, and there's how many levels were in this game? There's a lot, I thought. I don't even know, and I can't find an FAQ. Um, but there's a right, lot. It's not a short game. Let's go ahead and, and talk about the other. There's a lot of elephants in this room. Okay, it's a room full of elephants. <laughs> yeah, barely get in there and walk around. But uh, we used a cheat code, and it was like the I will say this is one of my most favorite cheat codes yes, ever. Yeah, <laughs> it literally let you kind of. Have an unlimited sort of jump. In other words, <laughs> it don't, you can almost turn your character into uh, the little guy from Air Fortress. Uh, like you like had a jetpack. Like jet yeah. Because yeah. you can reach anywhere you want if you just keep a jump. You can just stay in the air all you want. It totally breaks the game. You, yeah, it you breaks it completely. You can get killed. You jump through any area as many times as you want to. You can skip to any level you want to. Yeah. But we did check out every single level because of that. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, the level designs I thought were all right. They weren't terrible. Yeah. But they were just kind of samey in a way, yeah. which is saying something when there's like one of the locales was is the garbage dump, mm-hmm. and it looked like a garbage dump. So kudos. Yeah. Another one is a high school or or middle school like or a something. gym. Yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, and it did look like that, but I think the style of the game, which was the style of the show, almost kind of made it all feel samey. 
Yeah. It was, uh, we do a lot of games that have a style, and I usually love that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it was about this one. It all just felt... we. Here's the honest... I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I wanted to like this game a lot. Mm-hmm. I really, truly did. You really did. You made a lot of positive comments while we were playing. Yeah, I really wanted to like it. But if I'm being honest, this game's biggest sin to me mm-hmm. is that a game about monsters, of all things, I, I got bored. I was going to say using the, the cheat where we could check out all the levels kind of lowered my opinion of the game. Even before that, though, because we right. didn't do that at the beginning. We we played it no. straight and fair. No, yeah, I don't mean... Like, I, I know that that broke the gameplay. I don't hold that against it. Right, yeah. I mean, when we actually got to see all the levels, and I realized, do you know what? This is it. This is the game. Yeah. It never really gets more inventive with the level design. I I agree. I think the level design just does the bare minimum. But I will say, in all fairness, one of the levels is, a, is like at a movie theater. And they literally, yeah. have, they literally have like yeah. <laughs> they literally have like a hundred movies titles on there where they just make uh, monster puns with them. Yeah, and that was great. But There's other than that, <laughs> ten plus billboards. Yes. with puns. Yes, I got to give kudos to the game designers for that. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. I yeah. did love that. But overall, I was going to ask you: Did you kind of get bored with this game? I did. I really did. It did remind me, and I don't mean to be mean, but I wasn't as harsh on Bubsy too. I think as some people are. The worst thing about Bubsy 2 is I realized I don't even care to see all the levels anymore. Yeah. yeah. This game, Gremlins 2 was, what was it, six? No, it was nine levels, I think. Yeah, it was but nine there, stages. But I think it was by far a smaller game than this one. Uh, the stages were smaller, and there was only nine of them. That goes back to the thing. But you want to see all of it. That goes back to what we've talked about before. Would you want less qua- less levels but with better quality? Yeah. Or would you want a lot more with lesser quality? And I think that proves it, that would we you, want the, the better quality. It's like, would you rather have a plate of the best Chinese food you've ever had, <laughs> perfectly crisp wontons, yeah. oh, those yeah. delicious egg noodles? Oh, yeah. Or would you rather have a Chinese buffet that's been sitting out a couple of days but you can have all you want? That's nah, a tough one It's a tough me. call, honestly. Yeah, So it's us. not a great analogy. No, but, but I know for most people, at. they're going to pick the yeah. quality. Yes, as you so, should. Yes, I think this game gives you a lot of content it, it, the kids weren't getting ripped off who bought it back in the day now, there's but, a lot to do in this game it's a right. long game and there's plenty of stuff to play but i just don't know as an adult that i'm inspired to see every single level and that really kind of made me sad i really yeah. want i really wanted to like this game because i think it had potential yeah that's the other thing that really there's anything else about the gameplay you want to talk about because we're kind of getting to final review territory here no uh I mean, it is a pretty simple game. The boss fights, I barely even remember. You just throw a bunch of trash at them. Yeah. But yeah, there are boss fights. Yes. Yeah. And don't, don't you start back at the dump, like at the end of every set of levels? It, it feels it like you do. Yeah, it feels like you go back, which that's where their school was and their home was, so I guess right. that makes that sense. That makes sense, yeah. But, but the dump was kind of not a very interesting area. <laughs> no. It, but it, it was all right. It wasn't terrible. And I don't know if I want to see the same stage that many times either. Yeah, true. That's fun. the thing. Well, yeah, let's go ahead. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I can go. Um, it's Man, this one's tough. I think, I already said one of its biggest sins was that I got bored with it, and that's not a good thing. But the other thing is, and this is another one of those games that we played that I felt had potential. There was potential here. The three characters that they had, even though it was just a one-player game, the fact that they set it up where you could have some light puzzles yeah. with interchanging the characters and that kind of... It was sort of like Animaniacs did, but Animaniacs is a better game. Yeah. But they they had something with that. And the animations were really, really good and solid, and I liked that a lot. The characters looked great. The music wasn't good at all. 
But I will say at least the music was not something I would remember later by far. One of the first two games we played for this month have very memorable music. So that's the, sh- that's the other thing. I'm yeah. trying to separate this game on its own and not compare it to the other two games we played this month, which to me are far superior to this one. But maybe it's because I wanted to like this so much and I just realized it was just a <laughs> kind of a boring game to me. Yeah. Man, I should love this game. Mm-hmm. It's got a style to it and it's platforming. So I really should like this is a game I should love and I'm just kind of mad about it. I'm going to give this Oh man. <laughs> Follow your heart. The number I've had in my head this whole time is four and a half. I think I want to keep it. I think it's just below average. And the reason I'm giving it that low is purely because of the potential that it squandered to me. Yeah. It could have been so much better. And the fact that it's just not fun after a bit really, really hurts it. And it's not, and it's not that difficult at all. This is a fairly easy game, despite there being some cheapness in it. Yeah, I think we could actually beat it if we sat down. Yeah, I think so too. But I don't care if I do. That's yeah. another thing. And I feel really bad saying all this because I can tell from the look of the game and how much game is actually there that they didn't just kind of halfway do this game. They did put some work into it. Mm-hmm. But I just, I think I go four and a half and okay. that, I'm going to stick with it. What about you? I thought this was going to be a more interesting review section because from when we were playing initially, I thought he's going to give this game a lot higher. I wanted you to go first because I thought you were going to be a lot higher than that. I didn't want to taint your opinion. Yeah. But come to find out, we feel the same way. <laughs> um, it's just one of those games that gets more boring the more you play it. And I'm sure some kids grew up with this game and loved it because it does remind me of of like Earthworm Jam and stuff like that, but it's just not the same level of quality. Yeah. Um, I think the worst thing about this game for me is the fact that it came out in 95 and with all the Genesis games that have come before it and everything they had to learn, it just still feels off. There's something about these 16-bit era platformers. A lot of your 8-bit era like action platformers were either great or just so bad that they're just a joke almost. There's some mediocre, don't get me wrong. But with the 16-bit, I'll say the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, there were so many that weren't great or terrible. They were just so mediocre. And I honestly don't like that at all. I would rather it be terrible or great because at least we still talk about Uncanny X-Men. Yeah. I doubt we'll talk about this game after today. Yeah, that, so, that's a good point. I, for that and this reason, is a better game than Uncanny X-Men. It's not it even is. close. Oh, yes. But I know what you're saying. The graphics are... I don't think they're great because this is one of the last... I mean, 95, this is one of the latest Genesis games. So I don't think they're great, but I think they do a very good job of looking like the show. Um, the music is below average. The gameplay is just average, but I think the game as a whole to me is also a four and a half out of ten. Because as a package, it just feels slightly less than fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not one of the worst games we played. No. I don't blame you at all if you grew up with this game and loved it, because it's got some quality to it for sure. It just kind of, it bored us. And what worst thing can you say about a video game, really? Yeah. Sorry, I expected to have more happy things to say about this game. but I, This is one that I really wanted to like a lot. Yeah. And I was trying to force myself at times. And I just, if I'm being honest, four and a half and you give it a four and a half. Yeah. So this this is not Retro Bliss approved. No, and it's a cheap game. So you could do worse. You could yeah. definitely do worse. 
But oh, yeah. I don't think you need to seek it out. Unless you're a huge fan of the show, then it's it's going to be worth your seven bucks. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, for sure. That uh, being said... Uh, scare score. I was going to say, it has a chance to redeem itself, because we're doing scare score this okay. month. Okay. The other two games, we gave pretty low scare scores. Yeah, they, they weren't scary at all. I would say this one's not that it's scary, but I think it's creepier than the other two. Despite being literally based on a kid's TV show, unlike the other ones... It probably is the creepiest of three we played so far. I would think so. I'm going to give the, this one a five out of ten. Yeah. That's the highest I've given any of them. I mean, based on the fact that we're very tongue-in-cheek, we're not really covering any truly scary now, games. Now, let's say one of the animations, each monster has an actual yeah. scary animation. And those are kind of creepy and scary in a way. More bizarre, I guess, yeah. really, yeah. So I'm going to give this a five. It's Of the three we played, this is the, the creepiest, I guess, the best way yeah. to put it. I'll give it a four and a half on Scare Factor. I think it's not even high. You it is. It's not even trying to be scary. So we're being. I and mean, it was based on a kids show, but it's actually the weirdest of the three we played so far. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. now I think it's time, Trevor, for some feedback. feedback. So go to Instagram and follow RetroBlist. Go oh. to Facebook uh-huh. and like RetroBlist. Oh, good idea. And go to Twitter and follow RetroBlist. Because we are really huge on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not. Oh. So this time, only the only comments we got were on Instagram. So, uh, sorry, I always say that backwards. Facebook. So <laughs> Instagram peeps. Pick it up. Uh, yeah, pick up the slack there. So on Facebook, we had comments that I'm finding now. So I posted that we're going to be covering All Real Monsters. By the way, we already tried this episode once. That's why I was in such a rush to post this. Oh, yeah. But the Let's sell the elephant in the room. This is our second attempt. The computer decided to stop on us, and it yep. better not do that again. Um, anyways, Aaron Hickman uh, technically left a comment, uh, but it's just a picture of, or like a animated GIF, is that what those things are called? Yes. Of uh, Grandpa Simpson walking into a room and then leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that means he doesn't care, or he knows of this game. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably it. He's probably played it. Yep. Uh, Christopher Kellogg said this game is too spooky for me. I'll let you brave reviewers tackle this one. I remember trying it and not liking it back in the day. Good luck. Well, huh? Yeah, hmm. that's prophetic. Maybe. I don't like the game, but I do like his cereal. Yes. We've we made enough of those jokes about the cereal. I don't think so. Okay. His last name is Kellogg. Okay. He's never heard that before us. Nope. Nope. We're the first. So, Michael Tahumpelson. Um, is that getting old? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, Michael Thompson Thompson said, Wow, never played this game, but if it's half as good as a show, it should be great. And we all know licensed games have a great track record of living up to the source material. I can't believe you read his whole comment. <laughs> Oh, Andrew Cohen, he's next. He's, oh, he's yep. the one you butchered. Oh, yeah. So, Andrew Cohen, <laughs> I'm going to read your comment this week. But in a regular voice. In a regular voice. Yeah. And I'm going to read the whole thing. Hey, I haven't done a weird voice yet. No. You're I'm... welcome. But you see how boring this one is because I have it? Yep. Keep going. Gail Wilson's going to be happy, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> Andrew Cohen said, Phew, just made it in time. 
You know how I like hearing my name on the podcast, Andrew like, Coed. Oh, oh, that's it. Andrew Coed likes Andrew Coed likes hearing his name. I doubt we're even saying his name right. Andrew Coed. There it is. It's back. And I'm not going to read the rest of the comments. And that's it. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. He said, I actually have nothing of substance to say here. I've never heard of this game. I may be a little too old for it. I'll just listen to what you two young whippersnappers say about it and consider myself lucky to have once again heard from the definitive voices in all of retro gaming. Are we younger than him? We look older than him, but we've also seen stuff. All right, Andrew, we're going to look. <laughs> we've seen stuff. Yes. We've seen stuff. All right, we're going to look at pictures of Andrew real quick on Facebook. Yeah, I'm being a creeper right now. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's got a beautiful family. Beautiful family. and um, hey, I think he's about our age, if I want to say. Yeah. If I want to so, guess. Andrew, sorry Andrew, to be weird. Andrew, we just made it weird. Uh, we know everything about your life now. <laughs> um, uh, Christopher Kellogg responded. I don't think I saw this. He said, hey, Andrew, I hear your name pronounced many different ways, which is funny to me. But what is the phonetic spelling of your last name? And he just said co-ed, just like co-ed, but with a K. So we've been right this whole time, co-ed. Oh, man. I hate being right. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. I wish we were. Well, how else would you pronounce it, though? Co-ed? Co-ed. Co-ed. Well, we've been saying it right, so let's start going to code. Andrew Code. Andrew Code. Sorry. Andrew Code. Right. That's our comments from our best fans ever. Yep. We love you guys, honestly. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting us. It really means a lot. Trevor, now, of course, we need to pay the bills. And yeah. there's only one way to do that. And that, of course, is for us to get real jobs and quit doing this show. Uh-huh. But until then, let's roll this commercial. Cool. Meet Ickes. Friendly, playful, terrifying. Crumb. Short, happy-go-lucky, repulsive. Oblina. Smart, sensitive, ferocious. They're all real monsters. There's something missing. Oh, yeah. And the grumble. Horrible. Despicable. Uh, captivating. I just love being me. Watch all the real monsters today at 10.30, 9.30 Central on Nickelodeon. Man, oh, man. Yep. That happened. That just happened. You know what else is about to happen? Nope. The Blitz Quiz. Sounds today. I had sounds. That's you, a you've great been very sentence. restrained with your voices, and I'm making stupid voices. Yes, I hate myself. I made a promise to myself oh. to kind of hold back my goofiness because it's been really over the top here lately, <laughs> and I feel like I've let the show down by doing so. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where we are. <laughs> this so, is a lackluster episode of Retro Blast. Thanks to. My comment of, hey, let's find a new way to kill off the scientist. Yeah. And Gil's comments about your Dracula voices. Yep. You've changed the entire format of the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've learned our lesson. <laughs> so if you're bored by this, it's y'all's fault. <laughs> wow. All right. So uh, do you want me to go first? I don't care. I truly don't care either. Just like the game we just played. Okay. It doesn't matter to me. So your first question. All right. Which is a real episode title of the show, All Real Monsters. Okay. So three of these are fake. One is real. A. Boogers can be friends, too. Mm-hmm. B. Cold, hard toenails. Uh-huh. C. Monkey see, monkey duty. <laughs> D. Two dead scientists. That's, which one is not? Which one is real? 
Oh, man. I made up three of them. Well, I know one of them you definitely made. I think the booger one's real. Boogers can be friends, too. Uh-huh. I made up after picking a booger. Oh, dang yeah. it. So, Cold Hard Toenails is the real episode. Uh, I should have guessed it was the, kind of the more boring of those. Yeah. Trevor, number one. What other Nickelodeon cartoon did the ah, real monsters make a guest appearance on? I'm going to give huh. you choices. A, Doug. Hmm. B, Rugrats. Hmm. C, Ren and Snippy. Or D, Rocco's Martin Life. Ah. Well, just from a gut level, they definitely fit the most on, on Ren and Stimpy. But I could also see it working on Rocco. But I'm going to go Ren and Stimpy. Nope, it was on, they were on Rugrats. Rugrats, huh. If you go back and watch the style of how Rugrats looks, it'll make sense to you. Just how they look. Yeah, I guess you're right. From a style They wise. were kind of crudely drawn, weren't they? Like, yep. intentionally. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, number two. You remember when we played the game, there was a billboard, I think it was in the school level, and it said David Warhol? Yeah. Uh, what was that referring to? You have three choices. Was David Warhol referring to the father-in-law of the sound designer of this game? Was it referring to an acronym using all the names of the lead programmers? Or was it the founder of Real Time Associates? David Warhol? Yeah. Why does that sound like a famous person's name? It does, doesn't it? Sounds like a painter or somebody. It is. There's there's famous I almost included that about uh, something about painting, as I know. We're probably looking like idiots right now, but I think he's a famous People painter. are screaming at their uh, phones or whatever. Thinking. Like, isn't there such a thing as a Warhol painting? Yeah. I think so. I feel like there is. I mean, neither of us are artists, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Shot across the brow. Uh, I'm going to go with the programmer guy. Or, I mean, it's the third one. The third one. The last yeah, one. Yeah, you're right. Okay. He, he is the founder of Real Time Associates. I mean, he's got a boring... He, he's got to do better naming his stuff, because that's a boring name. <laughs> Uh, Trevor, the annual riding of the Great Wave. Uh-huh. That's the event that happens in Aura Monsters. It coincides with what major human event? I'm going to give you some choices. Okay. A, halftime of the Super Bowl. B, New Year's uh-huh. Eve. C, Halloween. Or D, Christmas. Mm, Christmas. Nope. Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. The annual riding of the Great Wave is when they all get together in the sewers and ride a one huge wave. Happens to be during the halftime of Super Bowl, a.k.a. when everybody's going to the bathroom. <laughs> That's actually pretty clever. Yep. Maybe I should watch this show. <laughs> so, your final question is actually some, you're going to find out some other games that Real Time Associates made. Um, but which of these is not a game developed by Real Time Associates? Okay. Is it Barbie's Ocean Discovery? Gek 64, Enter the Gecko. Miss Cow's Moving Adventure. Bug. NBA Live 97 and 98. Which one is not, not a real-time associates developed game? And I can give you systems if that helps. No, no that's All not right. going to matter. Barbie's Ocean Discovery, Gek 64. Miss Cow's Moving Adventure. Bug. Or NBA Live 97 98. Bug. Nope. And in fact, Bug is the only of these games that I've played. Um, Bug and Bug 2 were Sega Saturn games. I had no idea they made them. I really enjoyed Bug. I don't know if it still holds up. I hate to tell you, NBA Live 97, I mean, it's a good game too. They developed the Sega Saturn version of those games, but only oh, the Saturn version. I never played the Saturn versions, but the Genesis ones were great. Um, but yeah, the Saturn versions of those games, Bug... Gek 64 and Barbie's Ocean Discovery. Miss Cow's Moving Adventure, I thought was just a funny pun. Oh. But by uh, the amount you laughed at it, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> so that was the fake one, the moving adventure. 
<laughs> I failed. So, Trevor. Yeah. That means I've gotten one right on yours. Wait, have I got any right? Nope. No. You need to get this right to tie me. Okay. I'm going to list three things I found on eBay. Oh, no. You need to tell me which one is listed at a buy it now price as the most expensive. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> of course, they're all related to the show. Makes sense. Hey, ah, Real Monsters complete set of action figures. There's 12 of them, and they're all still in the package. Okay. B, a 17-inch, ah, Real Monsters plush toy of Ickus. Okay. Apparently in pretty good condition. Uh, C, ah, Real Monsters vintage medium t-shirt. From 1995, it's in excellent condition, and here's some more stuff because I just love what this person wrote. Uh, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's 19 inches pit from pit. <laughs> and also, That's how I describe myself. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I don't know why they felt they need to put this. They don't ship to Italy specifically. <laughs> <laughs> wow, rude. <laughs> It's um, literally the only place they said they don't So 19 shoot inches to. pit to pit. Yeah. Italians can't buy this shirt. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the shirt because he sounds eccentric enough to charge a lot of money. <laughs> Aw. That was just what we laughed the hardest. Uh, the shirt uh, was $134.99. The Real Monsters Ickus Plush toy was $149.99. And the Real Monsters complete set of action figures, which is 12 of them, factory sealed. Uh, $319.31. That was my first guess because it makes sense, but things never make sense on eBay. Nope. So I failed. You won. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I don't, but like playing this game we played today, I don't feel good about winning. It's. I was telling you earlier. I don't feel good about this episode. Well, I was telling you earlier, it's, it, it is more fun to do great games and terrible games, but the vast majority of video games are just somewhere in the middle, and this was unfortunately one of those. Yes. Yes, you can tell when you listen how much energy we have for really good games and really bad yeah. games. And this one is so in the middle. It that... finds mediocre. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so, uh, that's been ah, Real Monsters for the Sega Genesis. Uh, this was your third game in uh, Retro Scare Month. Do we want to announce the next one? Let's do it. What is the next game we're going to cover, Trevor? Monsters in My Pocket for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And uh, let's go ahead and give a little uh, free uh, preview of that game. Trevor, this game is a very special game to me, and I wanted to make sure we played it this month. Yep. Because this is one that me and you used to play all the time in your living room. Yep. So we're going to find out if this game holds up. We're definitely going to be more excited about it. Yes. So tune in next week. I think so. If you're bored by this week, we know. We get it. Next week, maybe a different story. Uh, Maybe a better game. We don't know yet. Let's not jump to that conclusion yet. And also... Uh, maybe I'll bring back some voices. And the scientists? No. No, they're dead. They're dead forever. Okay.